Hey everyone, it's Brendan. I'm here from the Run Lab. Uh, I'm a registered physiotherapist based out of Vancouver, British Columbia. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, many apologies for being away for so long. I know that it has been far too long since our last episode. Um, I apologize for that. You know, as many of you guys know, the last 12 to 16 months have just been hectic. Um, but I meant it when I said it. This podcast means so much to me and is very near and dear to my heart. So I do intend on bringing lots of amazing new content for you guys. Um, you know, a couple of the upcoming videos that I have are one, the recap of the Royal Victoria Marathon or Half Marathon, sorry, uh, which is in two weeks. Uh, I will be documenting kind of like the lead up, uh, you know, what my routine is in the days before, the carb loading, the meals I prep, uh, kind of like the last few days of training, as well as the breakdown of the race itself, the aftermath and what I think. So make sure you tune into that. And I also have a couple other videos that are, uh, uh, you know, right on the pipeline that are coming out soon. So stay tuned for those. Uh, also swing by the YouTube channel and look up IP Physio and uh, there's going to be uh, exercises uh, that are posted every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1130 Pacific every single week. So lots of exciting new stuff, but thanks to those of you who have stuck around. Um, I'm excited to bring to you guys episode seven. And uh, I originally was going to talk about a different topic, but I was driving home and I had a thought. So episode seven will be called Progressive Drive, and I will get into that very, very quickly. But as always, those of you guys who have already tuned in before, thanks for tuning in. Uh, anyone who is new, just as a preface, right, the information provided today is, uh, you know, based on research. Uh, my clinical experience, as well as my own thoughts and opinions, but is not meant to be uh, a substitute for medical advice. So if you are suffering from an actual a medical injury or condition, please, please see a registered physiotherapist or other licensed healthcare practitioner so that you can accurately be diagnosed or assessed. Um, but let's get right into it. So um, progressive drive is this topic that I am developing a little bit. I'm, I'm looking into the research a bit because I don't find that there's too much to support this just yet, yet this is something that's tied in with a concept that we all know in running, which is called effort level training. So you've heard the term effort level training whenever, um, you know, someone forgets a watch or maybe they're running uh, with elevation. And so, you know, matching times with flat ground just doesn't seem to make sense. Um, uh, or, or sometimes you just don't know the environment is different. Some circumstances have changed and you've heard people say, hey, you know what, just go out and do a, you know, a 10K effort. You know, so what's a 10K effort? A 10K effort is essentially, think back to your last 10K uh, race or, or run and you're essentially trying to copy that effort level. The idea being that if you match that effort level, then maybe you're actually matching that speed or you're matching that distance. But in any, in any who, you're maybe matching the level of work that you're doing. And so that's a good way to standardize the way you run. And uh, uh, so I, I just want to like get into that concept a little bit and explain what I'm calling progressive drive. So we all know that when you work out, when you run, when you get fit, when you progress, you have to do work, right? You can't benefit, you can't perform, you can't increase your level without doing work. So 
Uh, I'm going to try to simplify this as much as possible, but I will have to use a little bit of high school physics. So my apologies. Um, there's going to be some numbers involved, but, you know, just stick with me uh, for the time being. Um, but if you remember physics, maybe 10 or 12 or 11, um, you'll remember the equation for work is work equals force times displacement. Okay, so force multiplied by displacement gives you the amount of work that you're objectively doing. So one of the variables in there, displacement, is relatively simple, but we'll go over it anyway. Uh, essentially, that is the distance that you've moved. Okay, so displacement is the actual number of steps you've taken, even if you end up in the same spot. Um, and so displacement is essentially going to be... Um, how much work that you're going to be doing. And in, in terms of uh, this run, uh, obviously, if you run twice the distance, you're going to have done twice as much work. So um, that's one easy way to do more work is to simply run more distance wise. Okay. Um, the next variable in there is force. Uh, and force is a little bit less intuitive. Um, what is force, right? Force is not like a Star Wars kind of force, right? Force is the amount of kind of like energy that you're putting into something. But how do we measure that energy? And then this is going to be where we slot in another equation. So now we have an equation and we're going to slot another equation into it. So this is a kind of like the inception of equations. Um, but the second equation is going to be force equals mass times acceleration, okay? So now we have this big equation that says that work is equal to mass times acceleration times displacement, okay? We've handled displacement. That's essentially the distance that you're running. And now we have um, mass times acceleration. So mass seems pretty straightforward, right? If, if I'm 150 pounds and, and I run, and then you have a certain, uh, you have a second person who weighs maybe 300 pounds. If we both run the same distance at the same speed, this other person would have done twice the amount of work that I've done because they're twice the mass. Okay. So, so the, the issue that, that brings into that is like in terms of training, um, yes, I could carry a backpack with weight and that would increase the amount of work I'm doing. But that, that's not really a reasonable thing to do because, you know, as a long distance runner, you wouldn't want to carry weight. We wouldn't want to increase the weight bearing forces on our joints, on our muscles, on our tendons. And so while we can use that as an illustrative way to demonstrate how to increase work, that's not really a logical, practical way to actually increase the workload that we do. But it makes sense. If you increase the mass, you're going to increase the work, okay? So that's displacement, that's mass, and that brings us to acceleration. So here is my point, is that the equation says acceleration. It does not say velocity. It doesn't say speed. And so when it comes to the amount of work you're doing, it doesn't matter how fast you're running, okay? Let me say that again. It doesn't matter how fast you're running. Because at the end of the day, it's not about speed. It's about acceleration. It's about pushing yourself. And so as a, as a general summary, it would essentially mean that for you to progress as a runner, for you to get faster, for you to burn fat, you have to push yourself. Okay. It seems intuitive. It seems like it makes sense that you can just push yourself. 
And yet there, there seems to be this kind of assumption that you can't really be that fit when you run, right? Um, you hear it sometimes in, you know, strength and conditioning circles where they think that uh, maybe running can only lead to being skinny fat or uh, that you can't truly burn as much fat when you run, okay? Um, as any of you guys know who have really pushed yourselves in, in running, you'll know that when you push yourself and you track your run on maybe Strava or you track your calories burned, that you burn way more when you run faster and you're pushing yourself. And so what this goes to say is that there is a benefit to going out and running and pushing yourself. Not simply going out and kind of sandbagging a lazy run, right? Not to say that that's not good for you, but to optimize your training, get to get the most out of it, you do have to push yourself. You have to push that pace a little bit. So just like how when you're driving, there's three things you can do. When you're driving, you can ease off the gas pedal altogether and you can kind of coast. And when you coast, you kind of feel like you're sitting back on the momentum. You can feel the car being dragged by the wind and you can feel the speed slow down, right? That's where your acceleration is zero, uh, less than zero. So you're actually slowing down. Even if you're going very fast, you're slowly going at a lesser and lesser speed. Um, the second option is that you're applying just enough force to maintain your speed. That's where you don't really feel any push, pull or drag anywhere. Um, this is kind of how you drive when you're trying to balance that coffee in your car. You want everything as stable as possible. Okay. And lastly, that brings us to positive acceleration. That's when we're pushing on the gas pedal and we're slowly driving and accelerating to pass someone. Okay. And that's the kind of running that we're meant to do. Because when you run like that, when you push your pace, your acceleration is greater than zero and therefore your work is greater than zero. Okay. So the idea um, that I want to drive home is to implement some push and some progression in your speed, okay? Um, this can come in a few different forms because I know that as you run, you get more tired and so speed tends to slow down. So to match that effort level, you can essentially maintain your speed and that requires more and more effort of you to do so. And in a way that is almost like accelerating because your natural speed would slow down as you slowly gas, as you run out of cardio, you run out of breath and you feel like you're out of shape. As you maintain your effort level, your speed is going to slow down. So if you increase your effort level, your speed may actually stay the same or even get a little bit faster. Okay. So if you take uh, one runner who runs 10 kilometers at a pace of five minutes per kilometer, they finish the race in 50 minutes. If you have a second runner who also runs, but they start off at six minutes a kilometer, but they finish their race at four minutes a kilometer, they maybe average the exact same amount, five minutes per kilometer. And you guys actually arrive at the finish line at the exact same time. But I feel that in that scenario, you would have benefited more being the runner who slowly sped up. Okay. Now that's a very drastic example to speed up that fast. But even if you go out and you're speeding up a little bit, runners of all experience levels will tell you that that run feels fast. 
right? Running that negative split where you're slowly cutting time off every single segment, that feels good. And it's hard to know why, but I think the reason why is progressive drive. When we slowly speed up, we are actually doing more work. And when you do work, when you get a good workout in, you feel good. You feel like you've done something. And so that is what I want you guys to do. The next time you guys are out training, I want you guys to slowly push the pace. It doesn't have to be a lot and it doesn't even have to be fast, but slowly push your pace, slowly increase your speed so that your acceleration is greater than zero. And using that progressive drive, you can maximize your effort level, maximize your workout and grow as a runner, get, get, get leaner, get faster, get stronger, whatever your goals may be. I encourage you guys to go give that a try. Leave a message down below if you've tried it. Let me know how things feel and how things compare with the previous runs you've gone on. Uh, feel free to tune in next week for min much, much more exciting content. There will be exercise videos posted this week as well as another episode of the Run Lab Podcast, episode 8 next week. Stay tuned uh, for the recap of the Royal Victoria Half Marathon that will be coming up in two weeks as well. Uh, and don't forget to visit the website to find out all things um, and stay tuned for uh, all the exciting things we have in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Brenda Nip. I am coming to you from the Run Lab and we will see you guys next week. 